Welcome to the Desi Girls Guide to Politics. Here we'll discuss topics from government to current events and everything in between, all from the point of view of an Indian American teenager. On January 20th, President-elect Joe Biden will formally take office, and in the last few months, he's been extremely clear about what he plans to achieve in his first 100 days, especially with uh, Trump just, you know, not accepting his loss. Biden needs to really convince Americans that he is what America needs. Not just the Democrats, he has to convince the Republicans too. And, you know, not gonna lie, that's gonna take some work. So let's just hope that his words aren't just, you know, words. So let's begin with some things that we already know, like his cabinet, because his cabinet picks have been set in stone as he has already publicized them. Because over the last few months, he has been using, you know, social media to reveal his picks for the cabinet. So if you don't know what the cabinet is, it's a vital part of the executive branch. So there's three branches, right? The legislative, the executive, and the judicial. The legislative branch creates laws or legislatives. Um, legislatures and the executive branch carries out or executes those laws or legislatures and the judicial branch interprets those laws. So the cabinet uh, is made up of the vice president and the heads of the federal executive departments. In George Washington's time there were only I think four people in the cabinet. There was a secretary of Tre um, secretary of state who was uh, Thomas Jefferson, there was the secretary of the treasury Alexander Hamilton, um, there was a Secretary of War, Henry Knox, and Attorney General, who is, I think, Edmund Randolph, I am 90% sure, do not quote me on that. Today, there are 15 departments. There's Agriculture, Commerce, Defense, Education, Energy, Health and Human Services, Homeland Security, Housing and Urban Development, Interior, Labor, State, Transportation, Treasury, Veteran Affairs, and the Attorney General. I don't know if Attorney General is really considered like a department, but you know, it's included in the 15 departments. In Trump's cabinet, we hardly saw any diversity. It was literally just white, 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 um, Asian American, and one African American. Fortunately, Biden's picks are full of diversity, and we love to see it. So he has chosen, bear with me while I read off everyone's names, Anthony Blinklin as Secretary of State, Merrick Garland, for better or for worse, as Attorney General, Alejandro Mayorkas as Homeland Se for Homeland Security, Janet Yellen for Treasury, Xavier Becerra for Health and Human Services, Tom Vilsack for Agriculture, Maria Fudge for Housing and Urban Development, Dennis McDonough for Veterans Affairs, Pete Budigig, I really am not sure how to pronounce that, for Transportation, Deb Holland for Interior, Jennifer Granholm for Energy, Miguel Cardona for Education, Gina Raimondo for Commerce, and Marty Walsh for Labor. So there's so many women and people of color. It just, like, if you can't tell, it makes me very happy. So now that we've, you know, covered that and talked about what is already set in stone, let's dive into what he actually plans to do in his first 100 days. So one of his most specific plans is to re-enter the Paris Climate Agreement or Paris Climate Accord. I just feel like Accord just sounds so much more professional. I really don't know why. So the Paris Climate Accord is a legally binding treaty addressing climate change. Its aim is to lessen greenhouse gas emissions and limit global warming to below 35 degrees Fahrenheit. So if you don't know about greenhouse gas emissions, um, 
greenhouse gases are like methane and carbon dioxide. They're gases that trap heat onto into the earth because you know greenhouses trap heat which is why you can you know grow plants that in like winter that you may not usually have been able to grow right and so the agreement uses a five-year cycle and at the end of every cycle their goal becomes more ambitious right so you can think of the paris climate accord as like a sports team you know every player supports one another to reach a common goal it's like a motivation it's each country motivates one another so Biden said he'd re-enter the agreement on his very first day. So, you know, fingers crossed. And the reason he has to re-enter it is because Trump withdrew from it and in 2017. Yeah, so I really don't think he should have. Most people don't think he should have, considering America's carbon emissions are incredibly high. In 2017 itself, the year he withdrew, the U.S. emitted 6,457, wait for it, million metric tons of carbon dioxide so yeah that's about 6,457 million volkswagen beetles or baby humpback whales whichever is you know easier to imagine and in addition to re-entering the paris climate accord biden hopes to host a world climate summit in early 2021 or you know early this year in 2020 75 countries including the uk and france met for a virtual climate summit to signify the fifth anniversary of the agreement but you know as the us had withdrawn we didn't attend so hopefully we get much more involved in climate related international affairs with biden because, you know, Trump really does not give a damn about climate change. When California had its fires, he literally said to rake our leaves and clean our floors. I did that, yet yeah, our fires were still there. According to The Guardian, Biden stated, um, and I quote, I'll immediately start working with my counterparts around the world to do all that we possibly can, including by convening the leaders of major econ economics for a climate summit within my first hundred days in office. We'll elevate the incredible work cities, states, and businesses have been doing to help reduce emissions and build a cleaner future. We'll listen to and engage closely with the activists, including young people who have continued to sound the alarm and demand change from those in power, end quote. It looks like we really have to make up for these past four years. I mean, Biden does really have ambitious plans for the United States, including reducing our carbon emissions to zero by 2050. That's only 30 years. So, you know, let that sink in. That's a very short amount of time. And looking at how high our emissions have been, it's going to take some work. Now, his plans to address co the COVID-19 crisis is definitely more beneficial than Trump's. I'm not even really sure he actually, you know, stated what Trump would do for COVID-19. He hosted huge rallies uh, without masks. So I guess we can kind of see from that. Thankfully, Biden's is better. He has pr proposed a 100-day national mask mandate. So basically, every single United States citizen would have to wear a mask for 100 days. I honestly think that's really smart because if everyone reciprocates, then we might not need to continue lockdown afterwards, just, you know, 100 days. He would also like to um, take the COVID-19 vaccine at a public event so that he could show people that it is trustworthy. But, I mean, if people really want to find a flaw in something, they will. So this is basically just for the general public. And if you guys wanted to know, currently we have two authorized vaccines, the Moderna vaccine and the Pfizer. 
Pfizer, it's very hard to pronounce, vaccine. So after you get vaccinated, you have to come back in 21 days for a second dose. As of January, I am pretty sure Congress people, senators, healthcare professionals, and some essential workers and nursing home residents are eligible for the vaccine. They're basically moving in phases. So there's phase B, A, phase B, phase C. I think we just started phase B. So keep on the lookout. And now, moving on to a topic I'm really excited to talk about, Biden's plans for immigration. As we all know, Trump has actively made sure we decreased immigration and he stopped citizens from many Middle Eastern countries from entering the U.S. for asylum. And this was, this specifically was when he signed Executive Order um, 13769. I am, you know, 99% sure. But Biden wants to turn all of this around. First and foremost, he plans to end all current asylum policies and bans and remove the prolonged detentions for undocumented immigrants. He's also publicly supportive of the Dreamers, so I am sure that he will continue to support and help them once he's inaugurated. Another organization that Trump wasn't very supportive of of was DACA, or the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. DACA has protected more than 600,000 children from deportation. Biden, on the other hand, is very supportive of it, but District Judge Andrew Hannon is trying to put an end to it, so Biden will have a pretty difficult time trying to maintain this organization. Biden has also promised to increase the refugee cap to 125,000 people, much more than Trump's 15,000, which was one of the lowest that we've ever had. Trump is honestly so xenophobic, I just cannot wrap my mind around it. So, you know, don't even get me started. But my problems with Donald Trump aside, Biden is looking to end the national emergency that allows federal dollars from the Department of Defense to build the U.S. and Mexico border wall. I mean, thank God. Like, I knew this wall was never actually going to get built, but now we know for sure that there will not be one. I really can't believe that Trump let federal dollars go to building a wall separating us from Mexico. According to the Washington Post, Biden's plan would save $2.6 billion dollars. Now we can put that money to something worthwhile. Okay, so like the more I learn about Trump, the more I dislike him. He implemented a public charge rule that denies permanent residents to immigrants if they use food stamps, Medicaid, housing vouchers, or any other welfare benefits. Thankfully, Biden is going to remove this rule in his first 100 days. Economic status should not determine a person's right to permanent housing. Like, point blank, it shouldn't. <sighs> So the next topic I want to discuss is one that is used to be in the news very often, but of course with COVID and quarantine, we've been seeing a little less of it, and that topic is gun safety. Biden has many ideas about how we can address it, and I have to say that they do make me feel much safer. First off, he will reauthorize the Violence Against Women Act that closes loopholes that that allow abusive ex-boyfriends and stalkers to purchase a firearm. Now, especially in the last few years, there's been lots of news stories covering the deaths of women who were shot by their ex-boyfriends. Some even had a restraining order against them. So this reauthorization should most definitely cl- um, reduce those tragic situations. It's so sad to learn that a woman, like a t- totally innocent woman, was killed because of her ex-boyfriends. Uh, it's just, I'm sorry, this is just, it really hits different for me. Like, being a woman, being a girl... I can't wrap, begin to wrap my hand around it or understand why someone would even do that. So I'm really thankful for this Violence Against Women Act. 
And in related news, Biden is also planning to close the Charleston loophole. So the Charleston loophole let some people purchase a firearm before necessary background checks were run. It was named after Dylan Roof used this loophole to kill nine people at a church in Charleston. I'm sure you've heard of him. He is a very, very evil person. Just, there's nothing more I can say about him. He's disgusting. Thank the gods that this loophole is being addressed, because the last thing I want is to lose my life over a technicality. In his first days of presidency, Biden is also going to take a look at cities and counties with higher crime rates and invest funds there to implement more mental health centers and trauma-informed care. I expect, the, I expect that those would be large cities like Chicago, but also, you know, smaller underdeveloped ones, like areas like East San Jose. I know East San Jose is not a county or a city, but, you know, cities that mimic the economy and community there. And if guns were purchased without a proper background check, Biden will ask the FBI for those reports and use them to come up with a way to stop these occurrences from happening. In addition to just using those reports, he'll ask his general attorney, who we now know is Merrick Garland, I don't know how I feel about that, to look into how the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, you know, basically the Bureau of Bad Decisions, can help control gun violence. Moving on from that depressing topic, let's talk about LGBTQIA rights. It's obvious that even today, many people continue to be very discriminatory towards queer, towards queer folk, queer people. And I honestly, I, I don't get why. Like, why does it matter who someone loves or what gender someone chooses to identify as? So let's just get into what Biden is doing or planning to do to help this community. So first, he is um, planning to direct federal resources to prevent violence against transgender women, especially transgender women of color. And this is totally needed because they're a very marginalized group. Um, Biden would also like to pass a law called the Equality Act. So this Equality Act would basically prohibit discrimination based on sex, sexual orientation, and gender identity. Once passed, he'd enforce it throughout all federal departments. So this is a huge step in actually stopping discrimination, all kinds of discrimination, once and for all. I am sick of it. You know, discrimination, not stopping discrimination. Just want to make that clear. So he says he's going to, he also says he's going to stop discrimination in the justice system. So this was taken from, you know, his website itself. So these are his words. But like, I don't really know how he can make like a glib statement like that. Just, you know, he's going to stop discrimination in justice system. So let's, let's hope he has a good plan for that. And another one of Biden's first day plans is to ask his Secretary of Housing and Urban Development to ask mayors and other officials what ideas they have for increasing housing. And he would basically get these reports back at the end of his first 100 days. So I do think it's good that he's asking his constituents, but I mean, it would be nice to hear his ideas firsthand. And his Secretary of Housing will also make sure that all current housing policies line up with Biden's housing first approach. Together, he and his secretary will also see how homelessness assistance homelessness assistance grant assistance grants could help improve communities and decide whether or not to implement them. Biden also plans to invest $640 billion over a span of 10 years so that every American has access to, and I quote, 
housing that is affordable, stable, safe, and healthy, accessible, energy efficient, and resilient, and located near good schools and with a reasonable commute to their jobs, end quote. Biden is also going to write a new homeowner and rental bill of rights. So the inspiration or basically this bill is modeled after California's homeowner bill of rights. And this bill will, and I quote, prevent mortgage brokers from leading borrowers into loans that cost more than appropriate, prevent market services from advancing a foreclosure when the homeowner is in the process of receiving a loan modification, and give homeowners a private right of action to seek financial redress from mortgage lenders and services that violate these protections, and give borrowers the right to a timely notification on the status of their loan modifications and to be able to appeal modification denials end quote. So that was a lot of information. Basically, in simple words, mortgage brokers won't be able to trick borrowers into paying much more than they normally would, and services, mortgage services, would not be able to just suddenly advance a foreclosure when the the homeowner is planning and in the process of trying to receive a modification. And they have the right to a notification on the status of their modification, alliteration right there, and they will be able to appeal denials. So if any broker or service denies denies a homeowner a loan modification, they will be able to appeal it and take it into court. So this was Biden's first 100 days in around 20 minutes. The presidential inauguration is actually in 10 days, so you got to start that countdown. I cannot wait for all these plans that he has so confidently stated he'd carry out to actually be carried out because they will help us become the America we want to be. So remember, don't stop educating yourself and don't stop learning. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Daisy Girl's Guide to Politics.